digging up that clip, the TAG, the leader of the World Health Organization, telling the United States they need to behave. I see a drone strike coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm calling for. <laughs> That's kind of an ironic thing to say. Tell us to behave. Oh, I haven't heard it in context, but that is out of bounds, man. Well, and he was talking to the media, too, right? Yeah. Well, it's because, you know, he's, uh, he's a boot licker of totalitarians. You don't, uh, doesn't understand. Why would you have a free press? It makes it harder to oppress people. And he's apparently not even interested in hiding it. Anyway, more on that, I'm sure, for, uh, well, hopefully not weeks to come. I hope we're going to back out of that ridiculous organization. All right. Well, speaking of drone strikes, and that will make sense in a moment or two, I'd like to welcome to the Armstrong and Getty show, uh, for the first time, I believe, as a guest in many, many years since she was a tiny little kid, uh, my daughter Delaney. Uh, I made a rookie mistake. I used a microphone that needed phantom power. Those of you in the music business, you know what I'm saying. We have switched mics, and I think this will work. Can you say hello? Hello. Ah, dang it. It's not working. It's the phantoms. Yeah, phantom power. Midnight. No, that's from Cats. Do I know a song from Phantom of the Opera? Uh, Operas are hard to to sing because they're mostly in other languages. No, Phantom of the Opera is not like that. Phantom of the Opera is not actually. We sure it has opera right in the name. (laughs) Boy, I hope you don't know that song. All right, well, listen, we'll share a mic for this segment. Okay. And then I'll figure out what's going on uh, in a minute. Don't worry, sweetie. Are you allowed to be that close to each other in your own home? Uh, Yes, we are. And, and, And go to hell if you don't like it. Um, so uh, you can say hello again if you'd like. Hello, everyone. Uh, little D mentioned to me it's been ages since you've talked to Jack. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Quarantine's kind of got me down, but you know it is. What it yeah, is. to be your age and stuck in your parents' house, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to that topic, that was the most popular question, and uh, you know it's cool. But so, what do you think of school and your life? Being put on hold all of a sudden, and you got to live with mom and dad for Oof. God knows how long. In the nicest way possible, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> data data uh, supports that. Yeah, yeah. The, data, the data backs that up. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I have a really good relationship with both my parents, but um, no one wants to spend their 20s in their hometown. And it's it's just being pulled out of an entire life you've made. And I know personally for me, that's a life on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of all of a sudden I'm telecommuting with a time difference of three hours. So it's just kind of every sense of normalcy is kind of gone. Yeah, well, yeah, everybody that was young can fully relate to, yeah, I like my parents fine. That's good. I'm an adult. I'm an adult now. I'm out on my own. I got a life. I got lots of things I'm doing that I don't necessarily want to do around my parents. So... Well, in my case, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to do it because, uh, you know, I was getting after it with my friends. I mean, we were living large and the rest of it. Delaney has the uh, the advantage of she comes home and the house is bumping. Yeah, it's definitely a fun time. Uh, there's a lot of experiences that I might tell in a few years, but, but wow. for right now. Hey, wow. this is all off the record. Wow. All right, you? Well, hey, listen, I will tell you this, and, and Delaney knows this, it's... I feel bad. When I was 20 years old, I mean, to be yanked away from school and my friends and my band and my job and the rest of it, and all of a sudden I got to go live with mommy and daddy again. But is the, I, but is the bar oh. always open at the Getty household? I mean, does it ever close or is it just like Vegas? It's pretty much 24 hours a day. There's no clocks on the wall. Yeah, no clocks. <laughs> They're pumping oxygen let, into the rooms to keep everybody honey, awake. Honey, let me handle that question. <laughs> now we're trying to be responsible. <laughs> my God. 
<clears throat> we're trying. Sometimes uh, the Canasta games go long, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I will tell you this, though, and uh, I will speak for myself, and Delaney can merely roll her eyes and move on to the next topic. Uh, the cool part of it is, is um, and this is true of my other two kids as well, is she is my offspring, but we're friends, and we're really good friends, which is cool, and it's been crazy fun to have her home because we have these verbal jousting matches. Um, just to keep ourselves sharp. And also, we get to talk about the, uh, you know, the issues of the day and like some of the stuff you're studying right now, the war related stuff. You want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, sure. Yeah. I'm currently in a class called, uh, Law of, Law and Ethics of War, um, at my school, which is taught by a, uh, major in the U.S. Army, which is super cool because it's actually someone with real world experience. Um, but it's definitely a lot of the things we've been talking about have been pretty extreme topics, like whether or not drones should be allowed in war, whether or not... Uh, what do you think about a drone strike on the head of the World Health Organization? Would that be legal? or? Yes! Oh, you're asking her. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to refer you back to yeah. my dad on that one. I like the idea of it. I don't, I don't want my professor to hear this and, you know, it to impact my grade in any way. Uh but yeah, it's a lot of real world discussions that have definitely not been like any class I've ever taken before um, in college. Hey, in terms of taking classes in general right now, what percentage of uh, normal are you getting in terms of the education you're getting, do you think? Do you feel like it's like doing the online thing is 80% of being there, uh, 60%, 100%? So I think it would be really hard to give a percentage. In talk radio, you make things up. That's uh, one thing you would learn. <laughs> in um, you act like it, you've done a study, and of course, of course, uh, this is my one-person study. Yes, it's a large margin of error. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I'd say is, I am getting the same information. Like the the day-to-day knowledge, yeah, that's being transmitted. Um, maybe it's harder to pay attention overall, but I'm getting that same info. The part that's harder and the part that I'd like to see more of is so much of the great things about going to school is being able to go to your professor after classes and have that 30-second conversation mm. that doesn't make sense to go to office hours for. Right. It's like right. a lot of my enrichment and a lot of the professors I've made better relationships with, it's just going up to them after class, and that's not something I can do right now. I'm sure that's something that they could work out, though. I mean, this was all thrown together. This wasn't, you know, the the, the, the current way they're doing things wasn't a, a planned. But if you had a little time to think about it and a little more resources, I'm sure they could come up with a way around that. Right, and also we've talked a little bit about how, as the stage is different from radio, which is different from TV, the art of keeping people interested uh, and riveted on a little computer screen is very different than doing it live. Yeah, what did you say it was harder to pay attention? You mean there's more distractions at home with the All Night Party, or uh, uh-uh. just just to, like staring at a computer screen is less engaging? Playing Animal Crossing on a second screen while the lecture's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will not conform, confirm nor deny any of that. Uh, <laughs> however, um, it's definitely, I think, just staying engaged. My professors who they've now put in our participation grade, you have to have your webcam on. Those classes are going a lot better than the ones who have said it's optional. Uh, because when it's hmm. optional, any teacher who ever says this is optional, I might, even, even when I was a little kid, all the way through getting older, I always thought you just told ninety percent of the people here they don't have to do it, and they're not going to do it. All right, You're just cheating yourself, Jack. <laughs> 
done. <laughs> There's that one person study again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, hey, we had uh, listeners submit a bunch of questions for Little D, uh, which uh, perhaps in the next segment, she has chosen the one she would like to answer. And uh, why don't we do that? I have pre-deselected some of the most embarrassing and or um, uh, abusive ones. Mm. Some of you people really need psychological help, although the vast majority have been quite nice and, and, and lovely in spirit. There are so, people that submitted questions to your daughter yes. that you don't the, that, that weren't nice. <laughs> no, from they were the terrible. internet? From the internet? <laughs> from social happen. You mean the people anonymously through Twitter did that? Yeah. I'm shocked to the core. Yeah, I know. It was disappointing. <laughs> Are we gonna do that next? Yeah, why not? Awesome. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. times do they need to be this strange do they need to stay this strange that is the question i think a lot of people are are wondering depending on where you live but uh it'll be a conversation for next week i suppose yeah i think we need to have danger ranked one through four like danger zone one it's bad and four not so bad and if you're a four or a three you put on masks you get back to work we'll talk more about that in the next segment but right now our Riveting guest, my daughter Delaney, for the first time on the show in many, many, many years, home from college, whether she likes it or not. I think I got her mic working. Does it work now? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear that? I'd say riveting is a strong word. Okay, there you go. That's better. Got it fixed in the nick of time, 15 minutes late. Uh, So we have questions from listeners, which was a terrible idea. (laughs) So the idea was, uh, what questions do people have for your daughter? Yes. And uh, and then the ones you rejected were they a lot about uh, like uh, you? Was that it? There was one that said, "Is he grumpy at home too?" <laughs> Except it wasn't that charitable, right? That's actually not that bad a question. But uh, what that questions? Was my question. <laughs> okay, that's one of the questions I'm answering. Oh, okay. yeah. oh there you go. Yeah. All right, go ahead. What's what's the first one? Um, so the first one, a lot of them were actually about our relationship, which I thought was kind of sweet, actually, and unexpected from the internet. Um, well, this is our beloved Armstrong and Getty listeners. These are fags. So the first one was, what is some advice for us dads who want to keep a strong bond between our little hmm. girls and us? Oh, good one. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And, um, you know, of course, feel free to chime in on this because I only have 50% of this. Uh, but a big thing with me growing up was I always felt like you and mom really trusted me. So it was one of those, you trusted me to make dumb decisions, but not dangerous ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'd send you off uh, with the uh, admonition, no felonies, no pregnancies. Yeah, yeah. And oh, so I, you're, talk- I oh, think you're I talking that. about older, like high school and stuff like that, junior high, high school? Yeah, yeah. I mean, gotcha. I think when they're little, you can afford to be a little more hands-on, but especially what kept us close was when I kind of reached those teenage years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah, we could talk about that at greater length. Are you a particularly time, but... trustworthy person, though? Yes. What, what Do if, I want to say that? On what it? if you got a kid? I don't. But what if you got a kid that's clearly a sociopath? <laughs> gonna... Like, like her dad. Um, well, that's that's a little different. Uh, you know, you try to keep them between the guardrails. Uh, in other words, keep them alive and keep them out of the penitentiary. I think. 
And you just have to let your kids make mistakes. You have to teach. I mean, you learn through making dumb decisions. Mistakes and are awesome. I haven't learned through making dumb decisions. I continue to make them. But uh, I suppose In there's always In theory, a... you have to learn yeah. through making dumb decisions. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Um, well, and the other thing is, and it ought to be said, I have said since my first daughter was born, my girls are never going to be desperate for a man to love them because they're going to know their dad does. And so, you know, and that's what I keep thinking about the Tiger King, the, 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 and they're, they're boys, but same sort of situation on the Tiger King. Just, I can just see their upbringing uh, right. in them as adults and needing, right. you know, uh, anyway. Desperate for approval. Yeah. I believe there is one Tiger King related question, isn't there? There is one Tiger King. Go ahead. Related. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we hit that? So Car- hey, I got was... a question for you. Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? <laughs> yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> No hesitation. Yeah, no hesitation there. Um, so the the Tiger King question was, which farm would you rather live on, Joe Exotic or Doc Antles? <laughs> Ooh, that's a um, good one. And as a 20-year-old young woman, I think for anybody who's seen the show, they might see some obvious reasons why I wouldn't want to uh, live on Doc Antles' farm. Yeah, that'd be a bad choice for you. Not an attractive man. Um, and the exploitive sex cult thing. <laughs> you know, that part doesn't make me that mad. <laughs> If it was if it was Brad Pitt leading it, then hey, maybe yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So in general, it. in hey, general, one hundred percent. You be quiet, Sean. <laughs> uh, but but you you had you wanted to go undercover, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I was so upset when they got to the part of the documentary where they, it said the FBI raided the raided the farm. No zoo, 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 yeah. roadside zoo. The roadside zoo, and I was so upset because I was so willing to be that one informant where they'd send me in, and I'd get all the dirt, and then when I came out, I'd have a job with the FBI. Oh, it'd be awesome. I was willing to do that, and they just wasted their opportunity. You're going to wear the shorts that apparently are mandatory if you take that job? (laughs) I'm Um, not going to say that in front of my dad. I'll I'll tell you what, though. I've seen you in those shorts. I'll tell you what, Okay, that's rude. What? I tell her, hey, save up. You can buy the rest of those shorts. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good dad commentary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You do have to point out there are no stumps at Doc Antle's farm, where there are a number of stumps at the other one. <laughs> Only some of those stumps were tiger-related. When it comes to stumps, I think some is too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Ocean needs to look into that. All right, what else do you got uh, in the questions? Um, let's see. Uh, when transitioning from home to school, what has surprised you and what had you wished you'd known? Uh, a lot of the questions came from, especially dads whose girls were going to college. I'd say my biggest takeaway was um, you don't have to be happy right away. I feel like the the biggest thing that a lot of young college students are impressed upon is college is great. College is fantastic. Like, you'll really become yourself, but it doesn't feel like that right away. Um, you know, you're going to feel lost, especially if you go far away. It's going to be a culture shock and just... You don't have to be happy, but that will come. Well, becoming yourself is hard. I mean, that's yeah. a hard thing for any human to do. Right, and just being displaced like that, that's really good advice. There's nothing wrong with you if you're a little freaked out for a while. Yeah, that's all life advice, just not even school-related. But if happiness isn't immediate, that's that's an okay thing. I live in a college town, and I can see people trying out their new look, especially the, the, the younger crowd. I'm going to try the cowboy look, or I'm going to try the, I'm a goth person now. That guy doesn't normally wear bracelets. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, you got to give it a try. Sure. We got like 90 seconds. What do you have one of your favorites there? Uh yeah. When um 
your favorite sentimental gift from your dad, and I think this one kind of fed into the first question, but there's no physical item I can point to, but what I can point to is experiences that we had. Um, so, like, I came home from school one day, and my dad said, get ready, uh, and we drove to a train station and spent an entire day in San Francisco. Awesome. And that's what sticks out to me, like, those experiences, not just, okay, I got a My Little Pony one. Experiences, not stuff. That's a good one. Well, and you know one of my all-time faves was when you said you'd never actually seen it snowing, and so we just headed up into the mountains as far as it took um, until we found snowing. <laughs> and that was that was great. That was a good time. Uh, all right, one more quick one. Um, tell us about your tattoo. Are you fine with that one? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so actually, my tattoo is of a pumpkin. On on your, uh, it's on your face. N- yes, yes, <laughs> right under the kinda eye. Like, it's kinda, the teardrop tattoo. Kind of like Post Malone. <laughs> exactly. Teardrop exactly. pumpkin. <laughs> um, but no, the pumpkin came from that. Was just actually it comes from my relationship with my dad, and it's um. You know, my siblings are quite a deal older than me, and when I was growing up, uh, we always went to the pumpkin patch together. Awesome. And and my nickname for you, too. Yeah. Which is private. It's private. That's mm-hmm. too much. But it's pumpkin-related. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks. No problem. That's awesome. You're definitely the most appealing presence on this show in many years. <laughs> Not surprised, guys. Armstrong and Getty. your daughter um since she's studying this sort of thing in college if you ask a moronic question in a poll are the answers by definition moronic i think they are (laughs) i think if the question is moronic any of the answers are moronic but here's the moronic question they ask in the usa today i gotta put my glasses on that is actually her her field the study interestingly enough she's become really enamored with the data analysis oh political data analysis i could believe it i I could pour over that all day long here's the moronic question they ask people they ask people whether it's more important to save lives at the expense of the economy or vice versa that's a moronic question yes that is a moronic question yeah it's a dumb dumb question but they ask people so here are the dumb dumb answers it's it's a it's worse than a false choice because the economy is health. Wealth buys medical care. Wealth buys lack of despair. It's, it's, it's a bizarre. It's not a choice at all. But obviously, if you told me your money or your life, unlike the great Jack Benny line of, I'm thinking it over, you choose, you choose your life. But, <laughs> right. uh, but you know, this is, yeah, it's a stupid, stupid question. But this is how way people answered. Republicans said 61% lives. 20% economy, 19% don't know. Democrats were 90% lives and only 4% economy. And independence somewhere in between. But it's just a dumb freaking question. What was I would have said you're an effing moron. I, I'm that ne- would have been my answer. Is that one of the choices? You, you quibble always with the questions on these polls. I would not I'm a have, quibbler. I would not have answered this one. If somebody stopped me on the street, I would have said that's a stupid freaking question. You're going to do more harm than good by even talking about the data, you morons. You know, having, a morons. Having just uh, talked to my youngest there for a couple of segments, it's like asking somebody well, which which is more important, a happy marriage or happy children. Right. Be exactly. Like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. 
They're interrelated. You're choosing one. Um, That's terrible. Oh, I got this headline not quite right. Walmart, the 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 guy who runs Walmart said they've sold enough toilet paper in just the last five days to give to give every man, woman, and child a roll. The the point being, I think there's plenty of toilet paper out there. Stop hoarding toilet paper if you still are. Yep, um, yep, yep. Uh, hey, even stricter rules for staying at home in California. If you haven't heard these wherever you live, stay tuned for that. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Together we are tackling this disease. Coronavirus! Which is effectively flat for two days. Americans are drinking more alcohol and doing more drugs than usual during the quarantine. I didn't read a study. This is based on nothing. It's just obviously happened. This is going to be an 80% economy. There are things that are not coming back. People are not going to crowd into conferences. They're not going to crowd into arenas. The marginal customer is not going back to movie theaters and cruises and Disneyland. And we need to accept that. We built the greatest economy in the world. I'll do it a second time. That over a period of time, we will get a good vaccine that we will never have to get back to where we are right back now. So if that means getting back to normal, then we'll get back to normal. Speaking moistly on them. Uh, Our health care system is operating. I, I don't believe we lost a single person because we couldn't provide care. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a, in a safe and dignified manner. Every minute the president speaks, somebody dies. You think he didn't do it? Are you on his side? Uh, well, I are, you, are you recommending a pardon? Speaking moistly. Speaking moistly. There you go. That's pretty good stuff. Speaking moistly at you through your radio, Armstrong and Getty. New York Magazine has got a piece out saying the coronavirus looks like is way more contagious than people thought, and that is good news. If it turns out it's more contagious than we even thought in the beginning, and this is where we are right now, then we're right. going to have way fewer deaths than we thought. So. Maybe, we've, maybe we've already had 25 million cases. Yeah, yeah. The, the argument being we are further along in the timeline sure. and closer to the end if, if this is true. That, well, I'm, I'm looking at the modeling, and that appears to be true, Sean, even without the reasoning we're discussing right so now. So if that is true, and I think it is, then then why this? Why stricter stay-at-home rules for some places like Southern California? Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, I think he wants to be known in the nation as the biggest hard-ass on this and thinks somehow that gives him political clout, I guess. Anyway, beginning Friday, new order requires Los Angeles residents to wear masks when they go shopping and do other essential trips. You have to wear a mask when you go out. Uh, in Beverly Hills, you have to wear a mask if you leave your home at all. Even if you're going to a walk, for a walk, you stand on your driveway, you're talking to your neighbor. Across the cul-de-sac, you have to have a mask on. Listen, the only reason I'm okay with this is that I believe it's the prelude to what's going to happen very, very quickly, and that's we get back to business. Get everybody used to wearing a mask. You feel, you feel kind of silly at first, but <clears throat> I'm saying we divide the country into like three zones. Mostly in the clear, kind of semi in the clear, and still a little bit dangerous. And if you're a one or a one and a two, you put on a mask, you get to hell back to work. Certain, By the end of next week. 
Yeah, I, I don't. Um, it is interesting how this is all unfolded. So they just taped off the playground equipment at at the parks in my town last week. Why didn't they do that two weeks earlier or a month earlier or whatever? And now they're saying you can't go in the parks at all. That's crazy. That's um, insane. Why? Why now? When it looks like we're past a certain point, so I don't. I don't know. I don't quite get it. Well, and especially if everybody's aware enough that, look, if your kids go to the park, don't have them climb on top of Grandpa, all right? At least until they get good and clean, and probably not at all for a little bit. But I think we can handle that sort of responsibility as a people, and I believe asking us to do that to prevent complete economic ruin is probably a good thing. Fact check. The governor of Florida said nobody under the age of 25 has died in America. Fact check. Because they want to embarrass him. Yes, there has. But the answer is practically as revealing as what he said. There have been eight, no, I'm sorry, nine people died under the age of 20 all across America. Nine. Wow. So it uh, does not does not kill young people. Fact check. Uh, okay. Lying in, in Republican governor. 350 million people. It wasn't zero. It was nine. Yeah. Okay. I think all that right. more or less makes his point. God, nine people have died of beaver attacks so far this year. (laughs) That reminds me. uh, uh, My wife's really having trouble getting Sam up for virtual school, homeschool stuff he's supposed to be doing. He really likes this idea of staying up late and sleeping late and trying not to let that cycle start. Because you know how that cycle I'm kind of fond of that myself. You know how that cycle works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it might lead to great happiness. You stay up late, and you're so tired you can't get up, and then you're then then, then you've slept late, so you can't go to bed early, and it, you know you don't want to get stuck in there. So we were talking about the other day how are we going to get him up. He's really hard to get up in the morning, and, and Henry said, "How about angry beavers?" <laughs> not a bad idea. Yes, I said, "Where they, are we going to get these angry beavers?" First of all, where do we find beavers, and did we find beavers that are already angry, or do we do, we do something to annoy them? Well, no, you, you, you get regular beavers, you get regular beavers, and you poke them till they're angry. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I'm not going to poke them. Then they them. start with the uh, slapping of the Sam with their tails, their flat tails, then progress to biting them if necessary. Yeah, it's a, it's, it, it, f- my oldest son got my wife's waking up jeans, and my youngest son got mine. And you're just either that way or you're not. And, you know, you learn this with parenting. So much of what you are is just the way you were born. It's absolutely freaking amazing. So you're either a slow and groggy or you're an up and get it done. Uh yeah. And 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 same with like how picky you are about food. It's it's not apparently an upbringing thing or whatever. You just just are. It just matters to you way more or not. Wild. I would have not have guessed that about about things like that. Like well, I got can... one son, one or I'll eat it. I'd rather it was a little more this or that, but whatever. And another one that just can't. Well, continuing with the theme of parenting and the rest of it, one of the things you understand is that uh, we all tend to attribute our strong points to character and our weak points to genetics or <laughs> or somebody else's doing. Yeah. Uh, we're all Bad mostly... parenting when I was a child is why I'm this. Right. We're all mostly just uh, playing the cards we've been dealt, genetically speaking. Now, anybody who's played poker, for instance, a positive Sean, a poker enthusiast, knows there are a hell of a lot of different ways to play the cards you're dealt. I'm not saying that, you know, it's fait accompli. What you get is who you are, because there's a hell of a lot of, uh, you know, 
uh, agency in that as, as a person. You can do with it a variety of things. But no, we're, we are more or less the way we're made, and then we go through life trying to strengthen our strengths and, and beef up our weaknesses. And bluff our way through all sorts of stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah, buddy. That's what everybody does. You don't does. have the sand to call me. That's what I say when I'm going all in when I'm bluffing. <laughs> right, right. And then <laughs> keep the angry beaver of fate away from our heels. <laughs> Your, your eyes. I think that's where you try to keep the angry beaver at bay. If it gets my heels, that, uh, that ain't the worst, but away from my face, that's what I'm trying to do. The moneymaker. <laughs> um, the, the guy who runs the WHO said something that are droning words, in my opinion. Speaking of fights, yes. stay tuned for that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I didn't hear this because nothing punches through the coronavirus madness going on right now, but the Chinese Navy sunk a Vietnamese fishing vessel the other day. Oh, Uh, very courageous. Another glorious victory for the chairman. The Vietnamese fishing vessel was in its uh, well within its rights to be where it was. But China believes, in opposition to what the rest of the world believes, um, that those waters belong to them. And they've is been, this tied to when they like created a whole new landmass out in the ocean? They're no, trying to claim that yeah, that's their waters or whatever. A great big chunk of the waters of the world that China is trying to claim are theirs, uh, despite uh, us and the UN and everyone else disagreeing. But anyway, so and they, they're trying to wear the world out. They're just waiting for the day when we say, "All right, all right, you can have that five miles, but stop." And then five years later, they'll have another five miles. They're they're in it for the long haul. So Vietnam's screaming and yelling to the U.N. and nobody's paying any attention. But China continues to assert itself, uh, just making the point that they are an evil, evil, expansive regime hell-bent on taking away uh, over the world and ruining your way of life. And it would appear the World Health Organization is going to help them to that end for some reason. The guy who, who, who runs that operation said this the other day. Please work across party lines, across ideology, across beliefs, across any differences for that matter. We need to behave. That's how we can defeat this virus. From the guy who's covering up actively for the Chinese and spouting their propaganda. Saying we now is not a time to politicize things, even though he's been politicizing it since the very beginning. Uh, talking about what a fine job China's doing with their transparency and whatnot, which is just a lie. And uh, telling the rest of the world, and the United States in particular, because we're the rest of the world, we need to behave. Behave. Drone strike. That's the only answer to this. Drone strike, wherever the we WHO is. We need to behave. How about you run up to him in the press conference and jab him with a needle full of Ebola? Huh? Now, I abhor political violence, but when it happens, I want it to be ironic. <laughs> it's an interesting stance. <laughs> wow. We just got to get rid of the leadership because it can't. I mean, I'm sure the head guy brings in all his people with him. I'm sure he has the equivalent of a cabinet running the WHO. And this China-loving Ethiopian, because China's Belt and Road thing, they lay ginormous bribes, which end up being, uh, it's like hooking somebody on heroin, but they lay these giant bribes on these third-world countries and get them sucked into China's orbit instead of the U.S. orbit, and then they got them by the tender parts. We need to behave. 
Yeah, I would so like to suck you right in your eye, sir. But again, no violence, unless it's ironic. I think I'll uh, show the kids Passion of the Christ today. It's Good Friday. We need something to watch on a Friday afternoon. Oh, is that the Mel Gibson one? Yeah. Oh, no. Huh? You think self-quarantining is bad? You think you got it rough? Check this out. No, 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 not amusing. Think you got it rough. Yeah, I'm I'm pro the uh, the the Jesus story for my children. I just don't know if I need it depicted in quite that way at their age. Um, on a different topic. Well, the uh, the Roman Empire beat and tortured people to death, and that's more or less what the movie is. Pretty much. And um, that's it, says Mel Gibson. Uh, Donald J. Trump just tweeted: Nobody wants to say that if Elizabeth Warren gets out of the race before Super Tuesday. Crazy Bernie Sanders wins virtually every state in a blowout. Not even close, he screams. I haven't heard one. What? Me- I haven't heard one member of the fake news establishment even mention this irrefutable fact. Fake news, says Trump. When did he put that out? Today? An hour ago. Liz Warren. Uh. Yeah, she stayed in just long enough to keep Bernie from running away with it. What's his point, On though? Super Tuesday, oh, I, though, right? I, I, that, the, that, that the Dem establishment stole another election from Bernie. That's his point? Oh, yes. he's okay. trolling. Yeah. Okay. So he's right. trolling he, he is so Bernie he, supporters yes. so they'll, they'll won't vote Biden. Won't vote he's Biden or, or maybe vote him. Or, yes. Okay, yeah. gotcha. that, that's, his, that's the strategy behind this, because uh, he's tweeted this out a couple different times. Yeah, it just, it just seemed like an interesting time, in it, as Joe has pointed out. You know, is he going after Elizabeth Warren? She's nothing now. Um, uh, okay, I get it. So um, he's, he wants Bernie supporters to be really angry at the Democratic Party. Because once again, they conspired against your guy and, and stopped him from, huh. from doing what he was going to no, do. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, there's the truth, there's plenty of truth to that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But the Ermagerd uh, political headline of the day is 56 percent of Democrats would rather see uh, uh, old man Cuomo. Uh, Chris Cuomo is that his name? I Andrew, always get mixed. Andrew. Andrew Cuomo. I get the two of them mixed up all the, the time. The other one's got the corona. Right. Um, Says his bones hurt. <clears throat> back to my, my uh, statement. But 56 percent of Democrats would rather have Governor Cuomo than the presumptive nominee. This idea is a bunch of malarkey. Yeah, I don't know. That's something. When, is uh, Uncle Joe going to make the rounds on the Sunday shows this week? I mean, if not, isn't that a statement louder than words? Well, he did last Sunday. He was on one show, and uh, a clip has been played all week long <laughs> from one section of it that was just embarrassing. So I don't know. Will he be on the shows or not? Hey, kids. It's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. That's right. Final thoughts. And here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. These final thoughts will be extra impactful as they're the final thoughts of the week. Let's begin in the control room where he presses the buttons. Michelangelo, your final thought? Yeah, it was nice to hear uh, Joe's daughter. 20 years old, young, vibrant, full of joy. I remember when I was like that. And <laughs> now I'm just a broken down old man That's trying right. to find the bathroom after the show. Broken. <laughs> broken is a good word. We're all broken. Wandering the halls. Remind me where the bathroom is. Positive Sean, your final thought? Much like uh, Roger Rabbit, who couldn't hear the start of shaving a haircut without finishing two bits, I hope you guys appreciate how impossibly hard it is for me to not go into my cheap ripoff of the Abbott and Costello Who's on First routine anytime that the Who is mentioned. <laughs> I've done it in the past, but I've realized it's crossed the threshold of news. I would be derailing the show if I did it every time. But in my bones, I'm being drawn to... I'm sorry, who said that? 
Well, we should uh, have run John Earth Whistle of The Who, an old clip we used to run a lot. Jack, a final thought for the folks? A respectful good Friday to everyone and a good reminder from uh, Joe's daughter that it's the experiences the kids remember more than the stuff. And we've got this opportunity, all of us, to have some experiences, whether it's, you know, board games or whatever you come up with as we're all at home. Uh, my final thought is there are some truisms that uh, deserve to be repeated, even if they're truisms. And a number of folks have uh, dropped really, really nice notes about Little D being on the show, saying, I remember the day you announced she was born 20 years ago. And uh, I guess my final thought is it's the blink of an eye, man. The hours drag, but the years jerk. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many uh, people who thank so little time go to armstrongandgetty.com. All of our podcasts are there to be downloaded. Uh, our, our fabulous Armstrong and Getty swag, uh, the articles and videos we mentioned. We have links there. You can email us anytime. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something we ought to be talking about over the weekend, send it along. I think next week's story is going to be, we've had enough of this. We want to go back to work. We'll be discussing that. See you then. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty.